Last week, uh, in the sermon, uh, Reverend Kim introduced an image of uh, a storm. Over the last few years, yes, we've experienced many storms. We're slowly emerging from them, and uh, when we look around us, we see many ruins. 2023 is the year to start rebuilding from the ruins. Yes, there were big storms that we all faced. Uh, We faced circumstances we had never seen before. Some of you also endured difficult individual storms. The death of loved ones, failing health, strained relationships, Some of these storms made life very challenging and difficult. Some of them made us feel very weak and vulnerable. You know, when just one storm hits us, we can wait it out until it passes. But when many storms come one after the other, they take a toll on us. When we get battered by continuous storms, we lose heart. We lose vitality. We lose vigor. Instead of being positive, we can become more gloomy. When a very big storm completely destroys everything, then where do we find the will to carry on? How do we find the desire and courage to pick up rebuild. This was the issue that Isaiah faced. After Babylon came in and destroyed Israel, they lost everything. They lost their homes. They lost their land. They lost the institutions that gave meaning and order to their lives. They were taken by force to a strange and foreign land. They were crushed. They were lost. They felt forgotten and abandoned by God. Many people, they lost heart and just wanted to uh, survive without thinking. They didn't know Somehow, in this very bleak setting, Isaiah heard God's voice. He heard words of soothing comfort. Comfort, O comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for her sins. Isaiah heard assurance that they were not forgotten by God. But you, Israel, my servant Jacob, whom I have chosen, the offspring of Abraham, my friend, you whom I took from the ends of the earth and called from his farthest corners, saying to you, you are my servant, I have chosen you. He heard words of affirmation that God still loved him. But 
now, thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. He heard assurance that they would not be left alone. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. Isaiah's heart was revived by God's words of comfort and reassurance. In Israel's darkest hour, his hope was rekindled. That is why he was a great prophet. He was able words of comfort and hope to a crushed people. With this new hope, he saw a vision. God would send someone, a servant, chosen by God, given power with his spirit. That servant was given a mission. He will bring forth justice original Hebrew word for justice in this passage is mishpat. Mishpat. So it's translated as justice, but it's not a mere um, legal remedy. It's not just about making wrongs right. It is about making all things right. And more than a definition of it, this word evokes more of an image, an image of restoring God's order of compassionate fulfillment, bringing about God's true way and intended order of things, of healing, wholeness. This was the servant's mission. And it was not just a nice idea. It was a promise that God made. He will not grow faint or be crushed until he has established justice, Mishpat, on the earth. God's servant will not be stopped. He will be faithfully persistent. not be achieved by force. It will not be coerced. It is not violent. A bruised reed he will not break, and a dimly burning wick he will not quench. He will faithfully bring forth justice. Sometimes when we're desperate, it doesn't matter who we hurt in order to get what we Sometimes when we're so hurt, we don't even notice the hurt that we inflict upon others. Sometimes the desire to 
undue wrongs and injustice leveled against us leads us to commit the same wrongs on others who are even weaker than ourselves. Our desiring often tramples over those who are weakest and most vulnerable. This servant will cause no further harm to those who are hurting. Instead, he will bring God's mishpat and peace to all. The vision of the servant gave hope to Isaiah and his people. It gave them hope in a new kind of world where even weak and defeated people like them could live and flourish. It gave them a vision of the kind of world they could rebuild from their ruins. This vision revived their hearts and made them different. Many years later, a small group of Jews came to identify their leader with this servant. That leader was Jesus Christ. They were heavily influenced by Isaiah's words and imagery. And they interpreted the life of Jesus through them after Jesus' life. Now, during the life of Jesus, they didn't think much. They just kind of, they were just marveled at Jesus was really who he was. But after he departed, they reflected and they remembered Isaiah's words and their images. And they started to interpret Jesus himself saw his life through the words and images of Isaiah. The famous prophet John the Baptist, he, he got imprisoned. And after he got imprisoned, John, uh, John the Baptist's disciples came to Jesus to ask if he was the Messiah. Are you the one to come, or are we to wait for another? Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, those with the skin disease are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. Those are the words and images from Isaiah. Jesus did what Isaiah said the chosen servant would do. Jesus was this chosen servant of God. Isaiah says, he will not cry out or lift up his voice or make it heard in the street. There is a time for us to cry out and make our voices heard in the streets. Thinking back on the pandemic, when George Floyd was killed, it was a time for people to cry out and lift up their voices for justice. There is a time to march in the streets to protest against injustice, to stand in solidarity with those who are hurting. Now, Jesus spoke harshly against those who inflicted hardship on others. He turned over the tables at the temple. He was scathing in his criticism of religious leaders. 
is also a time to be tender and walk softly, to welcome little children. He showed compassion to outcasts, dined with sinners. Jesus was always most gentle toward the fragile and vulnerable. He did not cry out or fight back when he began to be persecuted. He did not use his power to defend himself. He did not rally people to his side. Instead, he accepted the humiliation of the cross. He accepted suffering on the cross. It was the ultimate form of nonviolence. It sounds weak. It sounds passive. Jesus may not have lifted up his voice, but he did not grow faint. He was killed, but he was not crushed. He rose again. His spirit continues to bring mishpat, wholeness to his people. The storms that we faced over the last while, they've damaged many things. Our sense of normalcy, our routines, our sense of stability and security. Most importantly, I think, it damaged our hearts. All the strange behaviors we've seen, all the anger and frustration we've witnessed, all the loneliness and isolation we feel, they're all symptoms of damaged hearts. It is time to rebuild and heal the damaged heart. It is time for God's mishpat to bring wholeness to our hearts. The world is crying out for it. There's been enough shouting, not enough listening. Enough tearing down, but not enough building up. Enough anger and resentment, but not enough forgiveness. Enough desire for vengeance. Friendships and communities have been frayed and torn. It is time to restore and rebuild. It is time for tenderness and gentleness. It is time to strengthen the faint and discouraged heart. Jesus came to restore us. 
He came to give us peace. Jesus said this, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. of Jesus will not be done until his peace is established over all the earth. This year, we are going back to the basics, knowing Christ, and that is the theme of this annual Epiphany. As we get to know Christ more, I pray that your hearts may be restored again. In 2023, let us not be afraid. Let us not lose courage. May our hearts be strengthened. And may we walk in the strength of the Lord. Let us sing together.